this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Hey, Eric, man, or Kevin, either one, you guys need you need some, some high-octane blood? Hook me up. What's your blood type, man? Oh, I am O negative, baby. Universal donor, me and Max. I'll get the chrome. We'll spray Kevin. We live, we die, we live again to pod. Oh, what a day. What a lovely day. All right, we're talking Mad Max Fury Road on the pod of dreams. In this wasteland, I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single instinct. Survive. this movie and the reason why I picked it is uh, partly because the prequel is coming up this year which I'm very excited for um, but this movie I had kind of a interesting relationship with first time I watched it I wasn't all that gung-ho about it um, I thought Max being in a face mask for the first 45 minutes was kind of a downer and the plot being razor thin of just a two hour car chase starting out with the second act and going through. But you know, the, I've watched it again and again and the, every time I watch it, I love it more and more. So uh, it's definitely something I wanted to talk about today. What do you guys think? I was kind of, I was kind of the same way, but yeah, go. I have a, a very similar relationship, but Ben, you, you go well, ahead. I you, love this from square yeah. one, but here's I'll talk, part of it is, is extra circumstances that aren't directly related to the movie. I was hyped to see it. Uh, oldest daughter was born in May 2015. She's actually due to be born 
before this movie came out, which came late, which meant I got to go see this movie um, before the you know, first kid was born. And I was just giddy the whole way through watching this movie. It was did you just see it blast. in 3D? No. Do you remember? No. No, okay. abs- no I did not see it in 3D. I, d- I did see it in 3D. So, so, yeah, I, I got yeah. off the 3D train maybe earlier than you did. It was 3D became very well, pointless very this early. Is, not, not to interrupt your story because you it's can. a re- really great story. But <laughs> oh, thanks. It, this is the last time I went to a movie where I went to see it and it was sold out and I had to wait till the next showing and the next showing was in 3D. But like I've never done that. I've never gone to a movie theater and be like, hey, let me get a ticket. Like I just I refuse to do that anymore. I'm gonna buy it ahead of time, make sure I have a seat. But this was the last time that ever happened to me. And I, not to interrupt your story even further, but there was a, it was so full in the theater. And I remember about midway through the movie, this guy walk. He was walking up with his buddy up to where our seats were and he fell over and his buddy like picked him up. He was so hammered or strung out or something. And his buddy was like, sorry guys, please don't call the cops. Please don't call the cops. And then he kind of walked him out of the theater, but sorry, you had your bet. Ba- you did, didn't have your baby. You got to see the movie. That's all. I, yes. My, okay. It wasn't much of a story. I wouldn't even call it a story. It was just a bit ben, of context. Were you so hammered that you were carried out of the <laughs> yeah, theater? No, were you I, in the theater? I, I was, Stone Cold Sober in a theater did not have trouble finding a seat. Um, it wasn't sold out, but it was somewhat busy, and it was just a blast. Point is, I was giddy. Um, the first time I watched it, it, just giddy beginning to end. I, there are a few movies that I've seen where I'm just, that's it. I, I'm just having fun and laughing and filled with delight beginning to end, and this is one. Like The John Wick movies are kind of like that for me, too. A lesser extent, the Mission Impossible movies, they're not quite on the level of those other ones, but this was just wall the wall joy uh i don't know I, I didn't have a problem with the plot being thin this movie is is airtight and there's little bits of narrative nuggets filled all throughout so it. so much it, it does so much like story building with so little it's it, really i know impressive. It, it's a show not it's yeah. a show not tell kind of movie it just gets you in and you have to get it be context just a little bit there a little there but it all rolls together it's a it's such a lived in reality and so flushed out without any extraneous like here are just two characters having exhibitions. There's almost none of that. Like, let me get you set up on the plot, well, Eric and Kevin. The main character's this face is, is muzzled. His face is muzzled for the first 45 minutes. And it's minutes. stressful, but it's yeah. good. It's this. It's this. There's all these little logistical problems all through. He's gotta. He's gotta get disconnected from being hooked with the blood, and he's gotta get his face mask uh, off. And it's all stress. All at the beginning, and the characters don't trust each other, and it gets built up over time. I mean, but it's great. I mean, I. I I love it as much as I did the first time. I mean, I think it's an incredible movie. I'm glad. It sounds like, Eric, you've loved it more and more. How many times have you seen it? Oh, I, I bet I've Kevin. seen it f- five times at least now at this point. Oh, wow. But okay. I, I'm with every time I watch it. This time I watched it. I, it's the it's the most I've enjoyed it every single time. It, it, it There's so, so much more. I, and I think it's the mindset. I think for me, too, and maybe this is not to speak for you, Kevin, but, like, it's so different than the other Mad Max movies. Because, like, Road Warrior was such a big movie for me as a kid. Like, I used to watch that movie all the time. And it's really nothing like Road Warrior at all. And so I think you're sitting, it's like, oh, it's it's George Miller. It's a sequel to, to, you know, a Mad Max movie. It's like, no, it's not. It's really not that at all. The only thing that's in common is it takes place in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, With a guy named Max. Yeah. I mean, and and it's confusing too, because like, is he supposed to be Mel Gibson? Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter, really. It doesn't like, matter. If, yeah. If you try to if you try to analyze it, it's like no. 
doesn't make any difference. But I think for me, like, you know, we're, we're obviously talking about, like, just big picture here. But, I mean, the action is also the part that sets this movie, you know, because, like, you, I, I can get sometimes get bored with the action movies a little bit if it's not done well. Like, some of the John Wick movies actually, like, put me to sleep a little bit. It's like, I don't, I mean, just guys getting shot over and over again. I thought I think the last John Wick did it really well, but this movie because it feels so real, it like and and it is so logistical, right? It's like I they, she needs to get to this place. She's trying to drive to the you know area where they're gonna drop the boulders so she can cut off the rest. Like it's just these like, sort of like steps that they're trying to get. It's very video game esque, I think, uh, to a certain extent, but. But the, just like when you just plug in, you're like watch a car chase and watch things blow up. There's really like not a whole lot of other movies that do it better than this. Yeah, like you take a like you take a look at the uh, Fast and Furious right series. That's completely opposite type of physics. Yeah. Is that just bores the hell out of me after a while? Yep. Uh huh. But you look at this, it keeps you engaged, and the physics are real, and you feel the car chase and the explosions, all practical effects. It's really awesome. And it's the, the action so dynamic and they do mix it up in these just small little ways because they have so many different kinds of like obstacles they've got. Okay. Here's the situation where they've got harpoons attached and then they have like rakes and they're dragging across and creating drag to slow them down. And another time they've got to spit gasoline into an engine to try to get just a little more juice out of it. And then there's other guys on these just like pogo sticks uh, that are like swinging back and forth. And it's just like fantastic. Every little sequence is just fits together so well. And then there's this bizarre deaf blind creature playing metal that ejaculates fire. And it's like, oh, this is Is there great. anything cooler than that? Like a That's guy shredding metal. a tar with flames throwing out while they it, chase down this oil tanker. Like. Name another movie that has anything that remotely cool in it. And that guy only wants to play guitar. Like, when he's getting... Yeah. Somebody's fighting him, and he's just trying to get back to the guitar. <laughs> like, he's not trying to, like, <sighs> overthrow no. the guy. He's like, I just need to get back to the guitar. I gotta play, man. I gotta shred. You can Max see he's gets, just trying to get back to it. Max gets on that dude's truck at the end of the movie, and he's just like, dude, I'm just playing guitar. Like, why are you kicking me? But, like, the other thing is he's, like, scoring the car chase too like oh, yeah. in the chords he's playing is like oh we slowed down so now he's gonna slow down the he's like literally playing the score of the movie which is also a whole nother point yeah i love how in a future wasteland where people call gasoline guzzoline and aquacola water and and stuff that for some reason the metal music distorted guitar is still a thing still carries over in this apocalyptic wasteland. Do you, really? Kevin, have a guitar that shoots flames? Is that... or not, not there yet? I have one that ejaculates, but not fire. <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay. Now we're potting. I, oh, I assume Immerton Joe is just really into metal, and he's like, uh, as lord of this, like, hobble... I'm just going to demand that metal be played all the time. <laughs> I think like, Morton Joe, Morton Joe's such an important part to this movie. Oh. And there, there is no explanation on who he is or what he does, except for like literally all that you see, you see that he's obviously in control of this little area. And he has a band of like wild, crazy people that are all his kids, I guess. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, he's just torturing women, and he's a, a Viking. He believes in Viking mythology for whatever reason. I don't think he believes um, in that. I think he uses that to control. Like he's got sure. the the war pups. Like, hey, sacrifice yourself for me, and you'll get immortal, you know, life in Valhalla. He just bastardized Viking mythology. Like, huff, huff some chrome, get high, die, and that's, your problems are solved. I mean, I just think it's a way that he, another layer of control he yeah. has. Well, it's, you know, and I know this movie came out, not to get political, but before the Trump era, but I, I watching it this time is like, there's a lot of similarities. Oh, it's, and it's, it's probably more World War II Hitler, you know, metaphor oh, for this I guess. guy. It's Fascism looks familiar wherever you look. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, Mussolini, whatever, pick your fascist. But, like, um, I I think that's a lot of this movie because, you know, I mean, the idea that a powerful guy would use, you know, uh, whatever resource they have. Are they the ones that control the guzzoline? Is that is that his thing or is the water? Yeah, there's there's three. He controls the water. Immigrant Joe. Then there's the bullet farm. There's the guy with the ammo who gets his eye shot out. And then there's the. um, gasoline guy, the really fat guy with two oh, right. all That's over right. his body. Yeah. So they have their like and the nipples. He, yeah, see the guy that rubs his nipples constantly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they have their like oligarchy. They they work together. They control their own sections, but they make deals with each other. Um, to maintain that's, control. That's what Furiosa was supposed to be doing, right? She was supposed to be taking the tanker to Guzzling Town or whatever. Yeah, to just get, get more gas. Yeah, get more gas. But we'll do some exchange. Here's water or whatever other well, food or whatever you need. And Furiosa too. Like we don't we don't learn anything about her except for you know what we see her do. There's no like backstory for her. Which yeah, no, she's got the stamp of. On her, so you might think she was a once a past bride, possibly. They don't really explain well, that. We're, we're gonna see that, right? Don't you think that's what the prequel is? Yeah, I assume so. And she's got regrets, right? We know she feels bad about things she did, and she had to get in trust of Emberton Joe, so she probably did some awful things. And it's fine, yeah. We don't need a flashback. A flashback would have slowed the movie down. We we got it. We get just a little bit of dialogue. She feels bad. She's made some rough choices. She's maybe not been able to save people, or she's killed people. Well, she's probably killed lots of people. And it's great. No, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it's actually ripe for a movie. Perfect. That's but Max flashback. gets flashbacks. He Are those the kids from Thunderdome that died, or who were the kids that died? Because I don't have the same well, relationship to the original Mad Max films that you guys have in seen. In the first Mad Max, his kid dies in a yeah. very similar way to yeah. his flashback. Yeah. But so that was his daughter that he's seeing that you were supposed to protect us. That's, I that's think so. That's okay. what's implied, at least to me. Yeah. I thought but there then was there's one like, kid. And then there's like an old, older guy too, older black guy that pops up in his memory. Like you're supposed to save us all. And is that maybe, is that maybe uh, Road Warrior where he didn't okay. save them? I don't know. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I, I thought it remember. was just like a little, you know, tip of the cap to his previous movies. It was. I couldn't tell what specifically it was, and I didn't know which one was his daughter versus were these other kids. And again, I, I've, I've so seen. Have you the never original. seen? Oh, you I've have seen, seen the original. But okay. I didn't watch them as a kid. Like sometimes you guys watched them growing up. Like I didn't see the Road Warrior until I was late in college. I think I saw the original Mad Max like in high school, and I didn't even know what I was watching. I turned it on in the middle of it, and he's like with his family eating the ice cream before like the assholes come. Um, and then they tries tries to hold up. Um, and then it, Thunderdome was weird. I just remember being pretty weird. I remember Tina Turner and the Master Blaster stuff, but I, I don't think I've seen that all the way through. 
Slightly so I don't know that I love it as much as you. I think they're really good, but I, I don't think I just have the same relationship. But I was just, that was the only thing it's not explained. Like, if you really didn't have any clue, even about the original movies existing, that's when you'd be like, what are those flashbacks? What did, why does he keep seeing these dead people? What's that about? I had a vague idea, but I think other people could be more confused. But it's really not that big of a deal. You understand he's upset about shit he did in the past. Um well, yeah. it starts out. It starts out too, kind of like a horror movie in a way. Like, there's a lot of like imagery that's uh, jump scares and yeah. like the the first like 15 minutes of the movie is just sort of like a visual overload. You're just oh, like, it is. oh my god! And then he jumps. He jumps to catch himself, and there's all these people below, and it's like bright for a minute. It's just like there's just so much happening in that first 15 minutes. But yeah. you do learn. You learn to set up the whole society, kind of where you're at, without really explaining it. Like you said, it's just sort of a perfect example of. Just show me what's happening. You don't need to spend. You don't need to dumb it down. And I know it's probably confusing to some people, but it's just not necessary. No, it isn't. It, it would waste time. You, you you meet the blood boys. You see the guy scanning that he's O negative. You get that he's the universal donor. And of course, because the writing's so good, the fact that he's the universal donor is going to matter towards the very end of the movie. It's how he saves Fury. Fur- it's like okay, good. You introduce this thing really quickly, and then it explains something that happens later. Basic, solid, excellent writing. Um, Check out bag. Sure, exactly. Um, and then you just get just 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 a little snippet here, a little snippet there, and everything from the like his battle with Furiosa. You learn about both of them. Like he tries to um, kill her, she tries to kill him, and they just don't know if they can trust each other. And then eventually they're like, oh. This is the only way it's going to work out is if we're but both together in this. That, that's when the movie just like fucking sings to me is when they're oh. like, all right, we have to work together. It's just like you're just like, hell oh, yeah, yes. you're so locked in at that point and you want them to succeed so well. Because, you know, like she's really just trying to save these women who've been abused and taken advantage of. And, you know, he's doesn't care about them, but he's like, all right, I have to now at this point. And he starts to it just it's like a perfect like moment in the movie where where they work together. No, the first yeah, the first act is almost like a fever dream because it's so fast and crazy, and you can barely process what's going on. And that takes that one, like extended deep breath. We set the stage. Well, we have to we have to talk about so that that first half hour, like I said, it's this fever dream. It's this fast pace. You see that she's betraying them, and you know Max is kind of caught in the middle of that. But it culminates in what I think is like. You talk about this is the best action movie of the 21st century. I think that the sandstorm scene is like maybe like one of the best scenes in the 21st century. It's just it's so like beautiful, but like chaotic and insane at the same time. But just like the imagination to think of that and then have, you know, it's all CG, right? There's obviously not this giant sandstorm, but to 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 create that and and nail it is and then like I said and then there's just like a pause to the movie but that's like this is like the 30 minute mark when that ends and the crash and they're you know all of that nonsense is just it really is like uh, uh like i don't i didn't appreciate how great that is that we got this in this movie now yeah speaking of that moment so i, I want to take a second well right after the, the sandstorm ends we get the shot and it looks initially like a mountain of sand and it's I'd forgotten about the shot. This is the third time I've seen the movie, and it comes out, and we realize it's Max's face buried in the sand. I'm like, oh my god, what an incredibly cool shot! Yeah. First, it just looked like, oh, we're just seeing sand. No, this is like a close up. It's not a mountain. It's a close up. He's just been buried in the sand, and he just it's great. 
and he's disoriented and it's just such a nice transition as he's just trying to process where he's at what he's doing how he can get out of the situation like his arm is chained to the door and he eventually has to rip the door off and carry it to Furiosa's tribe it's just just an incredible transition I just wanted to highlight that that shot specifically that's not a it's not a super actiony shot but it's incredible it's one of my favorite shots in the movie yeah, the whole cinematography is beautiful, and the color of everything yeah. is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not like a lot of post-apocalyptic movies. Everything's kind of gray or washed out. But here, all the cover, colors are vibrant, and it's just oh, beautiful. Oh, the desert looks movie. incredible in this. It's like there aren't that many movies that where the desert looks immaculate. This is up there with Lawrence of Arabia for just some of the best desert shots of all time. It's great. Do you have a top five desert, desert <laughs> no, shots? No, but those, both, those would both be in it. Like desert movies, those, those would both be in it for sure. The Mummy with Brendan Fraser? Probably wouldn't five. make the cut, but maybe. Top five. Dune? Or are we, we're just throwing Dune Ooh, out the window. Dune, huh? Dune, Dune could fit in there, sure. That's right. just, there's some great desert sequences in that. Join us next month on Desert Month. Tatooine or Jakku? Which one do you, oh, which one do you vote for? Okay. Which is uh, the no. one with the monster that comes out of the sand? Which what? That's Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. but what what desert? What what planet is that? That's on? Tatooine. Tatooine, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, they go back to Tatooine. It's a pretty pretty commonly used planet. But that's that's Star Wars. That's a, that's a different reality. Um, it's a different different form of hell being trapped in the Star Wars universe. Um. <laughs> I'm just amazed, but there's not like an ounce of fat anywhere in this movie. I watch this and try to think, is there anything that is vaguely unnecessary that isn't helpful that shouldn't be included? And I, I couldn't find anything like this is, I, I don't, I don't love the part of the movie where it lulls. I think is when, although it's, it's the most kind of the emotional like climax of the movie, but when Furiosa gets to where her people are and she's like, you know, we're we're going to the green place, and like, what do you mean? You drove right past it, and they realized that it was just the the swamp or whatever that they had. You know, and it's and it's like a it's like a real bummer part of the movie, I think maybe, and that's what it is. Sure. But um, you know, I always kind of like for whatever reason, the rest of the movie seems to like drag for even though it doesn't. I mean, there's there's definitely some incredible action, like the like you said, the the guy swinging back and forth, uh, like that doesn't happen until that last chase scene. Um, but th- for me, it's sort of like, okay, we've done the thing. Now we're just going to go back and do like, do it again. It seems to me, that seems a little lazy. Like I always thought like, oh. man, there's, there should have been like a better way for, for that. Uh, but, but I guess it, it adds up cause they're going to go free all the people and release the water and go take Joe's place. Yeah. You know, but it, they didn't know they killed Joe though. So I, I don't know what their theory was on that. Right at that point, Joe was still alive. So like, you're just gonna go yeah. back there? Like, he's eventually gonna come back and kill you. Well, no, I see. I I like that narrative turn. I mean, that makes way more sense. Like, rather than hope you find some place that has the necessities for life somewhere out there in the middle of the Australian desert, go to where you know the water is. They're exposed, and yeah, they hadn't killed the. They knew they'd probably die in the attempt, but. The goal is, if you get there first, once you have the high ground, not to quote Star Wars again, they can't get up there. If you control where the thing is, they're stuck. 
They can't get water. They can't get supplies. They can't hurt you if you beat them back to the Citadel. And if you face them on the way back, then, yeah, you're either going to kill him or be killed yourself. So yeah, guess, it's their best shot. That's what she said. This is our best chance yeah, to ever. And, and they made a point of showing that the only people left at the Citadel were, like, little kids and and yeah. women that were milking themselves. Yeah, and, correct. So, and, and if they had gotten there before Joe and they hadn't seen, like, they hadn't had the confrontation, they were going to have um, Nicholas Holt's character, whatever his name is. The Lux. guy with it. Lux, I want to talk about Lux. I definitely want but to talk he, about But he Lux. was going to say, I've, I've got them back. Bring me up. I've got his breeders back. And they yeah. were going to all come up. And then they were just going to take control. And again, they're they're fine at that point. Like, Joe can't do shit. All the resources are up high. He can be down with the people who <laughs> resent the absence of water. Because, you know, like, you're little bitches, you know. You need water? Fuck you. Don't be a pussy. Um, like just what a great villain moment that was. He'll resent its absence and he just takes the water away. Just just pure assholery. But yeah, Lux. So let's transition to the character of Lux. Yeah, I think I, the first time I saw it, he kind of annoyed me. But I I actually think he's like the sneaky MVP of this movie because and and not necessarily his like turn from bad guy to good guy, but. I, I just think, like, he, he, he's the glimpse into, like, what this world is, you know what yeah. I mean? And, like, who these people are. It's really your only way to, like, figure out, uh, other than Joe, who's just sort of like a monster, you know, like, what's what's happening, who these people are, and, and what their customs, and, like, what are they all about? He, I, I just think he fills in so many gaps with, with this story. He does. And, yeah. and also, like, you know, when he starts to fall for... Elvis's granddaughter, right? Isn't that yeah. that chick? Isn't she Elvis's granddaughter? So you have Lenny Kravitz's daughter and Elvis's granddaughter. That's a little wild. I guess I hadn't picked up on that initially. Um, but yeah, I think that that also, you know, where he starts to see that, like, well, maybe there's more to life than just being a. Well, that's he's, he's really well written. Like he's yeah. a kid. He's grown up with all the propaganda, right? He's right. been told since yeah, he was like a, a He's like a Nazi soldier who's like, like wait, you've been told this. You need to die yeah. for me, and then you get to heaven, and that's what he's been told his entire life. He's not had any chance or opportunity to learn anything different. Everything's controlled, and then finally he gets out there. And he's keep going to kill himself for all these crappy reasons and crappy reasons. Like he, he just wanted Joe to see him, right? He's oh, you, like, you see that? Well, he yeah. looked at me. He looked at no, he didn't he's look the, at you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like but he's excited because a man possibly looked at him. It's pathetic. Yeah. And then slowly by the end, after a little bit of empathy and failure and realizing that Joe is just a, and that's a great line too. When, when Lux tries to get on to the, the tanker, yeah. he slides off yeah. mediocre, mediocre. Yeah. It's just, it's just a great little moment. Just well, and he's like moment. devastated. He's devastated. Right. And then Joe saw him fail, you know? Yeah. Right. And then he gets a little bit of empathy and then he starts to see, okay, I get, I kind of get it now. Like, Maybe my destiny wasn't to just die for Emerson Joe and to help him maintain his control. And he does kill himself, but for good reasons. He actually has a, you know, he, he sacrifices himself for the actual greater good by the end of the movie, right? He looks at Elvis Presley's granddaughter. She looks at him, she sees, and then he just crashes and kills He's the big He's almost like more of the hero than Mad Max is in this movie, which is wild. I mean, Max is. is almost self-interested the whole time, you know. I mean, he, he doesn't go until back the end. to them. Yeah. In the end, that's his that's his narrative arc. Like, okay, 
I'm going to have a little bit of hope that that's his moment, right? It's just, yeah. the writing is so good. It's subtle. It's just these little bits. It doesn't take a lot. There's not these massive arcs. They don't overstate it, but that's him deciding to care again. Like, okay, yes, I failed, but I'm going to keep trying. And this is, I know that they need to do this. This is the best way to do it. And he, he, it's not just him trying to escape by the end. He, he could have escaped and he decides to come back. It's great. Um, Furiosa, she doesn't have so much of an arc. She's just kind of a badass the whole time. Um, she wants redemption. And the sequence with her, so she's got the like metal, like robotic arm. She's getting the water and she has the fight with Max. How did they make her? I, this is, is it makeup or just CGI? Obviously, yeah, Charlie's had, there. She had a what? green sleeve on, I assume, when they were battling and they just okay. yeah. took that out. I was like, it looked really good to me. It I sure was does. Like, it sure does like, look good, yeah. Charlie's Throne has two very capable arms, but it really does not look like she has two arms in this fight. Yeah, it's uh, choreographed well. You don't see, like, a hand imprint or something in the sand or anything stupid like that. No, she looks like she's got a fight with one arm, and she does a damn good job having you know, one last limb to fight with. It's like, this is absolutely incredible. That's no, a it, really fascinating fight scene, too, because he's chained up like a feral dog, and he's being pulled by the brides. All the while fighting. Oh, yeah, that, that scene. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. there's this ticking clock because you can see, you can hear the guitar in the background. <laughs> and you can see them coming, you know, and 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 you realize like, stop fighting. Like you guys just work together. They're you're basically trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And what, well, what's going to happen when Lux wakes up too? They have, he right. doesn't he's have, passed out. He didn't. Max didn't have incentive to help them until until he hurt Splendid. Is the way I read it. Yeah, but they're both trying to get away. You know, I mean, that's that's I guess the common interest. They're both just trying to escape. Yeah. You know. But yeah, but Mad Max would have driven away if if she didn't have the kill switch, right? I mean, right, right. He would have left them there. That's how. That's he's cold blooded. Just wants to survive. Just doesn't care. And then, you know, Furiosa knows her stuff. And but that's that's a Mad Max. I mean, that's that's. Road Warriors, kind of the same. I mean, it's that's the same thing. Yeah, he's it's a selfish dude. Yeah, that's the character. That's you know, that's Mad Max. It'll be interesting with Furiosa. If the, do you think they'll have some sort of Mad Max sprinkled in there, or or is it literally just gonna be her story? I I, ho- I mean, I guess I hope it's kind of just her story. But uh, that's what I hope too. We don't. I, I we don't need a, an Easter egg for Mad Max. We don't. We don't need that. What do you think? Not to switch gears, but. I've I've heard some things really critical of the CG in the trailer that it looks really stupid. Where where do you guys stand on that? Do you in think the it looks Furiosa? bad? Yeah. I think Chris Helmsworth's nose looks bad, but looks a little weird, right? Yeah. We'll see. I'm well, a li- I'm honestly I'm honestly a little worried. I'm a little worried with this movie. That's well, fine. It's but, probably not going to be as good, well, good as Mad Max Fury Road. This is to me the backstory you were saying we didn't need. Kind of. Yeah, it, it is kind of that. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with it for its own movie. I don't think we needed it in the in this well, movie. But it Chris Hemsworth is not a Morton Joe, right? He's, no, that's not he's who not. he's playing. Okay. But if All it's right. too reliant on CGI, that could be a problem. And that's part of what makes Fury Road work. Is like, yeah, there's some CGI in it, but there's a lot of just people in vehicles metal crunching it just feels raw explosions and, yeah. right and yeah just grinding gears and just 
in a very real way, not a like lame Michael Bay way. Like this, this feels real and well constructed. Um, and you know where everybody's at and what the situation is. And there, there are sacrifices. Like people die. You actually see good guys die. That's one of the things I like about it. It's not like okay, we don't lose Furiosa or Max, but the really pregnant woman, she dies. She goes under the hood of a of a car, or then not hood, a big wheel of a vehicle. She gets run over. We see people actually have to to die in the pursuit of this violence. It doesn't seem without consequence, even if it's justified. It needs to happen. It's there. There are real stakes here. If you and you know, like the the old woman who like goes deaf and just kind of sits there and is like shell shocked. She didn't real. go deaf. She was straight up sliced with a, a chainsaw. Well, sure. Okay. I mean, it just it, the the audio for her cuts out, so it feels like it's implying that yeah. she can't hear anymore. But may, maybe that's me misreading. But yeah, I mean, she's dying. She knows that, but she just kind of, and then she's just there to seem so tough earlier. But they're they're just stakes. It's real. It's not magical where everybody just walks out unscathed. Furious yeah, like, almost like dies. a mar- like a Marvel movie. If we're well, none of correct. That. Yeah, correct. I had a baby brother. It was perfect in every way. Perfect in every way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's all. There's so many, like, unc- incredible lines in this movie. Oh, yeah. And just oh, the weirdest, yeah. weirdest things people say, but they're so cool. Like, oh, yeah. the, the witness me thing. Like, if I I don't have any tattoos, but if, if I ever get one, I think I want to get one. It just says witness me. It's so cool. Like, you're about to die, and you're just like, witness me. And they're all like, witness. Yeah, I spray chrome and just jump to Lane. your death. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. No, yeah, there isn't a ton of dialogue, but it just impacts. And you just, this, and this is, I mean, when Charlie's Theron is hurt, she seems really hurt. Like, you see her stabbed, and it's like, okay, she's stabbed. She is trying to keep it together based on pure adrenaline, but she is in agony, and it just feels that way. And you're like, oh, his head is dangling above the road. He, his head will just explode. He's like an inch or two away from that happening. It just, just makes it all real and visceral in, in, in a way that very few action movies feel this visceral and real. Very few. It's part of why it works well. Yeah, I think about uh, the actors in this movie – I mean, they know George Miller probably from Babe Pig in the City and to uh, Penguin movies. And it's wild that he can still make such an amazing action movie that's doesn't rely on CG or animation or anything like that. Well, it, it's funny you talk about the actors. Like, we really haven't mentioned Tom Hardy at all. It, like, <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you guys stand on him in this movie? I'm certain there are parts where it's not his voice, right? Am I making that up where they just like dubbed over his mumbling nonsense with somebody else's voice? Yeah. I have have no idea. He's given the performance this movie needs. I mean, this isn't like, God, the best picture. They've nominated him for a best actor award right now. Like, no, you know, your guy, Mel Gibson, who's your, he's your favorite actor of all time. Of course. Um, and you know, only because I agree with him everything yeah. politically, not because of his um, acting ability, though. He's he doesn't do much in in like Road Warrior, for example, but he's like perfect for that movie. I don't know if Tom Hardy is is, is he perfect for this? I, I guess what do you what do you what do you guys think? Well, I, I heard that Heath Ledger was the first choice originally. Oh, that bums me out because Heath Ledger would be awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. 
Although so, yeah. I do think and Tom he's, Hardy... he's Australian too, isn't he? Yeah, he's Australian. Australian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have been perfect. But I think Tom Hardy he does fill the role. He's and not just not just as a warm body. I think he brings something to it. He's he's got that uh, certain manliness that the role needs and a bit of an edge because you have to be able to convince seem like yeah. you would blow off lux's hand he, she's going to do that right that's initially yeah, how he's going to not be connected nonchalantly. he's going to leave these these sexy women right out in the middle of the desert because he doesn't care it takes a certain your, not your a voice lot dropped your voice dropped when he said sexy they were. There, right? well like <laughs> i think there's a lot of jerks and and people that would do like even if you were an asshole would try to take them and he's got to play a character that is so disengaged from the human experience that he would leave all of these people here especially somebody he could exploit um or let them die i mean either way it's the it's a very few would just leave those women there one way or the other and you got to be able to convince me look like somebody that's going to do that i don't know do you disagree but he also nobody also does he sort of has a heart of gold in the end like he, I, he does pull that off i think well enough right you got to do a balance like chris hemsworth i don't think could do that i'm trying to think of who else would have been even a viable yeah, option like chris Evans better. captain sure. america can't do that you know what i mean like that doesn't work right you got you got to have this weird moral ambiguity that is not a lot can pull off yeah mel gibson could pull it off could a a, a prime clint eastwood have pulled it off maybe Sure, if this is the 60s, sure. But I, I don't know how yeah, many guys should do Yeah, it's a Clint Eastwood-type character, for sure. Like, yeah, you're, you're not going to say a lot, and he doesn't say a lot, but you also got to be like, all right, fine, I'll show up at the end and do the right thing before I leave. I don't know. But why, at the end, does he just peace out? If his goal is to survive, why does he leave? Good question. Um, I, I, I mean, didn't understand that either. I don't know. He's, he's like this uh, post-apocalyptic Shane character. I don't know. I mean, I... Should you really see him staying and like governing? He's moving on to the next town, I guess, right? Yeah. Right. Like, it's would he really stay and govern? At like, least he could get his car back, maybe. Well, didn't his car get blown up? I don't see it. Oh yeah. I think I think it got trashed. I mean, they could rebuild it, but no, I, I, it makes sense. I just can't see him sitting there like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a leader in this city, and I'm like that doesn't seem his style. Like, yeah, I'll help with revolution, baby, but I'm out when it comes was- to just governing. There was a little bit of sparks between him and Furiosa. You think sure. you stay sure. there and get your Furiosa on, right? No? I don't think that that seems beneath him, though, ultimately. Get your ejaculating guitar on. Like, what sure. Are you, what are you doing? Yeah, he, he had options available to him. Yeah. If that was his goal, but his goal is, I got to move on. I did what I could here. I did some good. It's in good hands with Furiosa. This is, these are her people. She knows the situation. I'm going to go find something else to do. There are other people that need me. Other causes to fight. I don't know. Makes sense to me. It's like, it's like a cowboy in the old west. He's not yeah. there to farm. He's there to mosey on down the or road. What are they farming there? I, I don't know. They have to. They, they spray the crops, right? I don't know what they were, but like yeah. When, when Joe's running through to get to the locked women cave, you can see you can greenery. See, yeah, yeah, he's got crops of some sort in there. Yeah. I'm gonna assume whatever whatever vegetables they could they had access to more now that they have the ladies you know seed Seeds bag bag yeah so they have more options for I do you know. love the the like that little bit where it's like who destroyed the world man destroyed the world and then you know the women are the 
the victims there. I, I do love that part of it too, that sort of political statement about you know how men are destroying the planet we live on. Yeah. I think that's cool. That reminds me of the brides, how one is called Splendid and then the other one is called Cheeto. And I'm not sure about the other one's names, but to have one that's named Splendid. That's his favorite, right? Yeah, yeah, that's his favorite. And the other ones are just like nameless or have terrible names. I think one was called Dag. Yeah, I didn't catch Lux's name until this le- last time that I watched it. I was like, "Oh, it's okay, on that's a- it's it's on his uh, his brake pedal or something like that." Oh, really? Okay. Well, it, I mean, for me, you know, this time I think the last few times I've seen it, it's a, it's a five star, it's a five star classic for me at this point. Oh, of course, five star movie. But I got, I've got to try to do some Eric Line over. Is this the best action movie in the 21st century? Dude, I made that claim. I John Wick. John Wick Four is pretty fucking awesome and i love like, John i recently rewatched that movie uh yeah um boy is there a christopher nolan movie i can throw in there does the dark does I, if the you, dark knight count better is yeah. that an action you, movie sure yes I, it's between it. those two for me dark knight and fury road okay and john cool. wick four what about you, Ben? I okay. mean, you say it's the best one, but like, in what I mean, company John, so is far, it? I agree with John Wick Four. I, I haven't seen The Dark Knight in a while. It's fine, but at least at least provisionally put it in there. Um, other the 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 standard bear for action movies as a franchise is John Wick in the 21st century. Those are really well executed. Mission Impossible is Fallout. They're very good Fallout movies. Those would are always the one I throw it. Yeah, all very well executed. Those are some of the best. Um, there aren't that many like dude getting shot at and fighting diehard style movies that I think are that great in the 21st Fast century. Five. Fast Five. Um, I haven't seen any of the Fast movies except for the first one. It sound they sound silly and stupid and fun, but not on the level of any of these movies. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you're not. Wrong. I don't know if you. They they like I would have a good time watching a Fast and the Furious movie, but I don't wouldn't be like man, this is so good. I, you know, the superhero movies don't... I, you could put Infinity War on there if you really wanted to, maybe. If I was picking a Marvel movie, that's the one I'd pick. Um, in contention, that's the one I'd submit. But those are those would be it. Those are the ones I think are the best that I've seen. At least for U.S. releases, there are probably some other great ones elsewhere that I haven't seen. But what about you, Kevin? I mean, I, is that outlandish to say? Ra- raid movies? Movie Have you the seen any of the raids? Yeah. I saw the first raid movie. It was really, really, really good. I liked it a lot. That, that could get contention, sure. I still like your... Yeah, uh, I mean, even with what I find are the flaws of this movie... Which are what? I don't know. What what would you say are the flaws? Well, the stuff that I said in the beginning, just the fact that he was in a muzzle for the first 45 minutes... Oh, that... Okay. That That still bothers you. Okay. I mean... Yeah, for your star... For your star... And he's really not the star of the movie. It really is Furiosa, which... Which is... Which, that threw me off at first viewing. I'm just going back to my first viewing sure. issues. And the fact that it starts out okay. basically just in Act 2. There's no first act that I can really think of. But there's no other movie that I can think of as better. I do enjoy the John Wick franchise as a whole. But yeah, in the 21st century, action movies have gone... We're- where would it stack up? Like, yeah, well, there's just not a lot. They don't make those kind. Where would this stack up all time? Top five at movie? least. I mean, I, I'd have to compare it to Die Predator. Hard, and have to really. Predator is up there for Maybe. me. Maybe. T- 
Terminator yeah. Two, oh, I'd have yeah. to, you know, would be in contention. I'd have to, to really, there'd be, there'd be, it'd be tighter. But I, I'd be shocked if it didn't end up. Basically, in the top five any for me. any I, Van Damme this, movie. I mean, <laughs> Time Cop. Yeah, double impact. Oh yeah, double the Van Damme. There's Dam. two Van Dams. I mean, that's two. That's twice as many Van Dams. Yeah. For me, Matrix and Alien oh, Two. Yeah. Yep. Those 100%. ones are high up there for me. Um, but yeah, I would. Sure. I'd say top five goes up there. I mean, that's just in, within my lifetime. Yes, I mean, I have to think. I'd have to really, really put it down. But it's just, it's, it's as good as it's just about anything that came out before it. I mean, it's to me, it's a perfect action movie. It does everything you want it to do, and it's so exciting. I mean, the only bummer is that I, I don't get to see it on the big screen again. I hope it comes out. I, I hope next year they do like a ten year anniversary. Would you watch it in the go black and, and chrome the edition? I've never seen that. Yeah, they have a yeah, black and white black edition. And chrome, yeah. Is that what that is? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure, I'd give it a try. I'm George just, Miller I'm originally great. wanted it, it would be to great be black and white. white, and this studio was like, no fucking way. That's, that's crazy. You're right. Like, what are you doing? Um, no, yes, but I mean, I hope it comes out for a 10-year anniversary next year. Yeah, this, like, all right. This would be one the of those, like, if you rent a theater for a, an event, you know, to have this this be the movie you show. All right, well, anybody have any, any other thoughts on Mad Max no. Fury Road? great movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, ch- check it out. Hard check it out. It's almost ten years ago that this movie came out. I know. I'm excited about the ten year anniversary. I know. Yeah, it took that long uh, to get. No, it's great. It's it took on that next. long to get a, a sequel or a prequel even made. It's crazy. W- weren't there a lot of issues making this movie? I know we talked about the 9/11 thing, but yeah, like, was there like production a, problems and stuff? They tried to make it a bunch of times. They tried to make it in 2001, then obviously 9-11 happened, then again in 2003, but then the Iraq war happened, and they couldn't film it where they wanted it to. And then uh, they tried to film it in 2010, but that's when they first signed Tom Hardy, uh, back in his inception days, and... It rained where they had wanted to film in Australia, and it became uh, an oasis. So, like, the <laughs> the dried-out, arid environment that they were hoping to shoot for just became full of flowers and and pelicans and water, so they couldn't do it then. So yeah. they lost Hilarious. the green okay. space, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they found the green space. And so they finally filmed it in 2012, and it took three years for it to finally come out after that. I, I, mean, I can see it. I mean, the, you see the effort on screen. I mean, it looks yeah. hard. It looked like a hard time movie of, to make. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it didn't, yeah, it didn't look like, oh, this was easy. The it didn't look like you could crank that up. And, and it took her three months just to go through all the footage. And then it took her two years to finally, finally edit it down to... And she won the Oscar it. for it. Uh, Oscar gold. Correct. Uh, this is it's incredible. So uh, you guys are. I mean, is this the best Bat Mad Max movie? I mean, I, for me, it is. Obviously, I've had know, that debate. Gotta... I, honestly, I think Road Warrior might be might be better. It the Road Warrior is like okay. Road Warrior. Perfect. Of the movie. first three is the best for sure. It's it's but, a perfect movie if you ask me. Perfect action movie. I would, we'll talk yeah, about I would love to road, go okay. back and watch that movie. Okay. Been a while. Yeah, I recently recently okay. rewatched it. It it is flawless. Yeah, and I'm old enough to have watched Beyond Thunderdome in the theater, and that was a wild experience. 
What did you think watching that for the first time? I mean, that's, yeah, that's I, interesting. I, I was, isn't that the worst of the trilogy? Isn't that universally regarded as the, the worst, worst of but the yeah, it original was, three? It was more cartoony than the other two. Like, the other two were very dry. And this one was, like, all out, just crazy. You know, you talk about world building. This one had, like, so much oddity. Two men enter, <laughs> one man leave. Two men enter, one I man I still remember yeah. the song with by Tina Turner. I don't, yeah, I remember song. her singing. I don't remember the song. I've I was just looking up Tom Hardy's 2010s. Pretty wild. So it starts out with Inception in 2010. Greatest movie ever made, right, Eric? Greatest movie. Then Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Locke. Have you guys seen that movie? That that's kind of a weird. He's like a he's in a car. He's like a driving the whole movie. I've, okay, oh, I then, remember this. Fury Road, The Revenant. It, same year, 2015. Yeah, that's right. And then Dunkirk, and then Venom. Like, what a weird, weird decade of movies for this guy. And he's in others. He's in other stuff beyond that. But like, is the Revenant weird. just a worse Fury Road? Uh, I I love the Revenant. I really like that movie. Um, it's it's. I mean, it's it's sort of him just trying to get to one place in that way. It's very similar. It's it's definitely more of like a art art film though. I think. I, I love that movie a lot. I think that's a great movie. Didn't Ooh, win an Oscar, very, though. Didn't no win an Oscar for that year. Best picture. But Spotlight Leo won. Did. Leo won. Leo won, Best yeah. Best actor, yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, we all love it. Do you have a, did you, five? is it five stars for you, Kevin? Did you say that? Yeah, it's five stars. Okay. I can't say that it's any less than that. But I do, I do, it's weird. I had the exact same reaction when I first saw it as as you did. Yeah, I think it's probably because we remember the first three movies and it was just kind of hard to get over a different Mad Max. The other thing, like Waterworld was a big movie for me when I was younger, and this has a lot of similar beats to Waterworld. I mean, Waterworld is definitely a way lesser movie, but like the idea where they're trying to get to in in that movie, it's the dry land, not the green space. But then they realize that it doesn't exist. It's already gone. And and, you know, there's kind of that sort of twist this the similar to this movie that, that may be part of it too for me yeah and costner was an asshole that that movie too. they they, they end like, up finding they, the green space yeah that's what i thought the okay. dry that's like didn't that end up yeah. didn't they that yeah. hope pay out right because they they well, take the girl had down the map uh, on her back or something the like that yeah, she had a map on her back yep yeah. tattoo just like the blood bags and dennis hopper's yep. the villain yeah, no, am i remembering he correctly was a very entertaining villain one of the all-time biggest bombs and I, I you know i could see where like there's a world where this movie was a huge bomb you know well this movie didn't make all that much money it off of its huge budget it actually lost money in the u.s market yeah i could see that's rated r right i, I mean yeah. I, I could see that Domestically, it lost forty million dollars. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's why depressing. that's okay. why I think it took so long to get Furiosa made because yeah, George Miller could, didn't get his bonus for whatever reason. Not a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that see that just disappoints me immensely because this is as well made of an action movie as is just like possible to I make. I feel like I, if it, it came just, out now, it probably would have a different. I just think it'd be a bigger like deal. Like as a contrast yeah. of the Marvel exhaustion that so. everybody's got all of a sudden. I think so. I think, so. I think 2015 like, was like Marvel. Is, is this superhero on it? Then no, I'm not seeing it. You know. Whereas. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of in the thick yeah, of it. Yeah, the in Fast and Furious movies were out. 
I think, was it Fast 7 that was out oh, at this yeah, time? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Fast Seven's actually one of the better ones. Yeah. It's probably the second best one. I know. It's just astounding. There are, there, there's 10 yeah, now, right? X we just did came X out, most yeah. recently last year. Awful. Like, all-time all okay. awful. You liked it? That was... Uh, I did not like Jason Momoa. <laughs> he was... <laughs> Ridiculous in it. Yeah, losing his mind. It's, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. But it was okay. uh, I. It was the first one I watched since three. So. Oh. So I was entertained by it. I, I oh yeah. Guiltily. None of it makes it, that. See again, not to reiterate the point, but like none of that movie makes any sense. How anybody gets to where they are, or how they appear oh, right, at right, where right. they like it's just like oh they're here now and now they're in another place. But like Fury Road, you know exactly where everybody <laughs> is. And and there's nobody they don't skip those steps like the continuity of of where they are like they're exactly at the spot you would think they would be when they have to come back you know uh, Joe's in his truck just waiting there sad because his bride died you know he's that's the exact place you would think he would be he doesn't just appear out of nowhere I got a question for you too would you rather be from um, Gastown or Bullet Town if I'm in Gastown do I have to like massage the like tumored feet and stuff it looks like you do then i would probably go with bullet farm on that alone i what would you do what's more important for a post-apocalyptic world gasoline or or bullets that's the thing you need water you need bullets and you need gas apparently those are the three staples well, in, in Road Warrior, it was all about the gas, just right? That's why they were attacking just that village. Because yeah. they had... The guy in the hockey mask, right? Is that the guy that, that's... Okay. Yeah, I think we've only seen Road Warrior yeah. once. You guys have at least convinced me to, to watch Road Warrior again. Oh, go rewatch okay. it. it. It's really but phenomenal. But let me use transition here. So I've got five clues. You're going to guess what movie we're doing next. We're going to do a slight gear change. Not a massive one, necessarily, depending on how you want to look at it. Oh, gear? No, was that I, I know pun, I said that's a little bonus. Read into that what you will. So I'm going to start with the first clue. got five clues. I'm going to see if Kevin and Eric can guess. First clue, I'm going to give you the year 1999. Great year for movies. Any guesses? 99? Could be the Matrix. So that's that your the guess? Matrix, right? 99? Well, it no. is, is that the but fight that's club? not the movie is I'm picking, but that, that did come out in 1999. You're at least in the right year. American Beauty. What won Best Picture in 1999? Oh, God. Classic. You can't watch yeah. that again with Kevin Spacey. Just an average American dad. Yep. <laughs> Lusting yeah, after the high school up. neighbor. Nothing creepy yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's I, I did not pick yeah, American that Beauty. Um, wow. Like, let's go to clue number two. So <laughs> I'm gonna you. give you just there's a lot of uh, popular songs on the soundtrack to this movie. I'm gonna give you like a, a, we'll do three. The September of My Years by Frank Frank Sinatra. This is all just one clue. Um, let's do So What, Jane's Addiction, um, Janie Jones, The Clash, and then let's do Red Red Wine by UB40. Those are four a selection of four of the songs. There's a lot more. Um, Love that song. Mm. UB40, Red Red Wine? Yeah, I like the uh, uh, original better, but it's a good song. Is that... Um, okay, those Correct. are all on the soundtrack to this movie. 
That's 97. Titanic's um, also and 99. And it's not it's Titanic. Not. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Which one best picture in 97? So, Rock on both colors. That help? I think of all those, Red Red Wine is the one, if you've seen this movie before, that it probably would stick out to you the most. But I also haven't seen this movie in a while. It's just the one I remember the most. Okay. Clue number three. This one, Eric, this this may give it away to you, Eric. I don't know if it'll help Kevin, but I think you've referenced this before. This is the last this was the last movie ever put on Laserdisc in the US. And I swear this came up in a clue you gave once upon a time, Eric, but it's last movie. Well, I, I remember I've talked about my cousin having a Laserdisc player and watching Army of Darkness. No, it's not uh, Army of Darkness, but that's, but that's fun. 99. Yes, it's a lot. It's, oh, it's what, 93 90. or 94? So, but this this movie that came out was the last movie ever put on Laserdisc. The latest movie ever put on Laserdisc. Is it Sideways, is sideways 99? The wine movie? Yeah. Uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like 2002, um, 2003. Okay, I'm gonna give you now. We're gonna. I'm gonna try to get this. We're gonna get this. Who's um, gonna get a little more helpful? The star. The star of the movie. I is feel Nicholas like I Cage. should That's know this. Like I... I'm seeing a lot of confused. Nobody can see this. I'm seeing Cage. looks of scrutiny. That is aren't... it nine millimeter? It's not nine millimeter. It's not like Face Off or Con Air, right? No, it's neither That's, one of those. No. Those are all earlier. Is I it adaptation? It. It's not adaptation. I love adaptation, but it's not adaptation. Yeah, it's, I don't remember those songs in adaptation. Yeah. Jeez, Nick Cage. I, I would know Nick Cage. I've, I've studied his catalog. It's, okay. It's not The Rock. That's it's earlier. It's not The Rock. Nope. Not The Rock. Let's go through Nick Cage's filmography in my head. All right, this is actually kind of fun. Just, just snake two grown men befuddled, not Snake Eyes. Snake Absolutely eyes. trying to think. That's what earlier. This, what Nick Cage movie could this be? He's been in a lot of movies. He's been in a lot of movies. Are you guys ready? One where he's five? in love with a pig. It's not Ghost Rider. That's later. <laughs> Oh man, now now I wish I would have picked Ghost Rider, but it's not Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. Jeez, Ghost Nick Cage, ninety nine. You ready? You're ready for is, number five? Yeah. Is, I, wait, does he does he play uh, Elvis in the movie? No. I don't remember what movie that is, but that's not this one. Leaving Leaving Las Vegas. That's earlier. It's, it's not Leaving Las Vegas. That's a it's a bummer of a movie. It's great. Never seen it. All right, I'm going to give you clue number five. The director of this movie is Martin Scorsese. Oh, Bringing Out the Dead? Yes, there you go. Oh, okay. okay. I actually yeah. just watched this like a month and a half ago, two months oh, ago. Oh, wow, okay. All right, well. Is, is uh, Patricia Arquette in it? Yep. She is yep. indeed. Okay. I saw, I saw this in the theater, and I totally don't remember it. So it's yeah, it's one of those movies like that just doesn't get talked about in Martin Scorsese's filmography all that much. It just gets kind of forgotten. I saw it and I couldn't, I don't, I, I couldn't organize my thoughts back then. It's one I need to rewatch and I want to talk about because I think I think there's stuff to talk about. But yeah, the, he's a paramedic driver, which is why there's a, a gear connection tangentially. Gosh, uh, I thought this was later of a movie. Yeah, I did too. 
99. Um, no, it's, okay. it's 99. It's before Gangs of New York. That's the first like Scorsese movie I remember coming out is Gangs of New York. I don't really remember Bring Out the Dead coming out. I, I'm sure I saw Gangs of New York in the theater. That might have been my first Scorsese yeah, in the theater my, movie. My, me too, I think. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure. I didn't see Goodfellas or anything or Casino. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, when I want to watch Bring Out the Get Dead again. It's been a, been a while. I want to talk about it. I think, think it's an interesting one. So, Save us your thoughts, Eric. Don't don't spoil it yet. We'll I uh, want to hear hear about it next next time we talk. So, all right, we're gonna be. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been uh, the Pot of Dreams, Mad Max Fury Road. What is me? You are Smeg to each slinger. Bye. Bye bye.